1: The Afterbuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Afterbuzz TV for 16 and Pregnant. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's Afterbuzz TV's 16 and Pregnant After Show.
2: me every time. You know, that's a good song. Let's enjoy it. So fitting. Oh. Alright. What's up everyone? Let's get this started. I know we don't want to turn down the J beads. I know we're grooving Gosh, over I know. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to get to work now. <laughs> um, what's up everyone? You're watching the After Buzz TV after show for 16 and pregnant. It's the season 5 reunion. Yep. I'm Sterling Cates, and with me, the lovely Tiffany. Hello. How's it going, Tiffany? Going good. I'm so sad (laughs) that this season is over. I know. I was just gonna say, I I feel like it's been good long season we did get a lot of different moms we have 12 moms total um so we'll just go through them individually what we saw on this show it's just kind of bringing them back on seeing where they're at in their relationships seeing that where they are with their babies how everything's going financially the whole thing um and we got to see them all back which was it's it's, it's always interesting to see how they look now compared to how they looked on the episodes cuz even in the previews i was I didn't recognize a lot of them. I didn't
3: either. I didn't recognize most of them. And it's, like, amazing what they look like post-pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, go- it, it kind of is evidence that going through a teen pregnancy is rough. Right. And you have no time to give a care about what you look like or right. any of that. But they um, definitely... Looked refreshed a lot of them, yeah. even though they were still a little bit emotional like, yeah. throughout the episode.
2: Yeah, and it's definitely interesting to see how some of them look grown now. A lot I of know. them look older than we do. I know. <laughs> yeah, especially, um, <laughs> was it, it
3: was, well, Savon did. Savon did. Uh, Jasmine also Jasmine, yeah. looked a lot older.
2: And even Aaliyah for me looked older. Yeah, she did. Um, so, yeah, well, anyways. Before we get in to Ariana, because she was on first, I just want to mention Maria Menunos' new book, The Every Girl's Diet... Oh, I always say that. The Every Girl's Guide <laughs> to Diet and Fitness, which I am... I just finished reading yesterday. It was a great book. It has lots of recipes, lots of interviews with celebrities, and it basically just outlines how to have a realistic, active lifestyle and shred some pounds while you're doing it. It's like a fun, get-in-shape
3: plan. Right. And it also includes personal stories and interviews with celebrities and how they manage their own personal health. I love love the book. Yeah,
2: it's a great book. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Um, It's not one of those crash diets that we're used to seeing. It's not like a 10-day thing. It's not, you know, lose 28 pounds in seven days. It's a very realistic thing that all of us can do. So, yeah, with that said, let's move on in to Ariana. So, what did you think of her? For one thing,
3: (laughs) well, Dr. Drew is hosting this episode. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about him for a second. And um, Which was awkward for me because he's (laughs) used to dealing with adults. Right. And so, at some points, it was kind of funny to see him on this level. And I don't know if he was actually taking them seriously or not. But he did take the issue of teen pregnancy pretty seriously. He did. And he gave us a couple stats. He said that one in eight girls will be a teen mom. And 1,500
2: teens get pregnant every day. day. What? What? (laughs) And so like that is
3: crazy to me. That is crazy. And so the major theme of this episode was what are you doing now to protect yourself? Right. And you know what would you you? tell
2: everyone else out there about um, either being abstinent or a bit having safe sex all of these things because obviously every single one of the moms I talked to were like well I mean, hindsight, 2020. If right. I could go back, I would have used a condom. Exactly. So that's pretty much the point of this reunion is really just to show all of the viewers and all of the fans out there that this isn't this is a, this is a real life situation. Now they're dealing with babies. They've given up their teenage years. They're not um, graduating with their peers. They're not going to parties. They're not you know doing all this stuff that they wish they could be doing. And now they're taking on very adult responsibilities. Right. So I think this is more of a Life lesson, you know, a teaching moment. And I think that's the whole point of this reunion show.
3: Absolutely. So we started off with Ariana Mm -hmm. and Maurice. And I think that they definitely decided to start with them on purpose because they were the most dramatic couple throughout that whole yeah. episode. And I remember going back to when you and I talked about Ariana's episode, I was in defense of Maurice you the whole were, time. You and I said,
2: and throughout this throughout this reunion show, I said, hey, <laughs> Tiffany, remember that whole time, that whole hour we talked about it where you're defending him? How I, do you feel now? Actually, Are you still defending him? Actually,
3: I think you'd uh threatened me a little <laughs> while ago, but <laughs> so I'm afraid. I'm I'm afraid to admit whether or not I'm defending him or not, but I'm going to say that maybe, but it's all on camera now if she decides to punch me like she threatened you. But okay, so Ariana. I would never. Ariana was still pissed. The same way she was during the episode. And kind of holding this grudge against Maurice. But Maurice, like, I remember him being super mild when I watched his episode. And Mm -hmm. this time he had a bit more confidence about the whole thing. And it seems that, like, after he went back and watched his episode, he felt vindicated in some way. Like, he was right and she was wrong the whole time. Like, he even made the comment, like, everyone saw what you did during the episode. Like, he kind of made that clear that he felt right and she was (laughs) wrong.
2: (laughs) <laughs> I just have to say. He is just so disrespectful. It just gets under my skin. I just truly cannot. And so, first of all, let's rewind for a second. So, they haven't seen each other in three 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 and a half months. Right. This is the first time Ariana and Maurice have seen each other, I think since the taping, they said. Um, and, you know, she was saying you can't force someone to be a father. He's not being financially supportive or emotionally, for that matter. Um, and she just she made the point that, Parenthood isn't something you can do when you feel like it. Mm-hmm. It's a all the time job or I mean, what what's the point for him? But um but he's not on the birth certificate. He doesn't have any rights to the kid and I know that kind of irks you a little bit. Well the whole thing well his whole point was that
3: she wasn't allowing him to see his son. Like mm-hmm. she's saying that he never comes around. He's saying that you don't let me come around. Right. Um so And to be fair, we don't really know we'll exactly never what's know. going on. Yeah. We'll never know what's going on. But if it is a case where she is saying that you can't see your son, which is very well possible cuz we got a hint of that during their episode. Then she is wrong, That legally wrong for right. that. And another thing that happened during their episode was the birth or the, the DNA test yeah. well, or the DNA test yes. that uh, kind of enraged her a little bit about, you know, where he was coming from with this whole thing. And he basically wanted to do it because his family, you know, yeah. needed the proof that this was actually his kid. And so that whole thing caused a rift in their relationship that th-
2: that is still there. Right. I definitely think that is something that she 100 percent resents. Um, and I think, and we see it with another mom later, we'll talk about that. But I think it is, you know, it's kinda like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? You don't trust me to think that this is your baby. So they get really defensive about it. And I guess I can see that point. But at the end of the day, you have gotta let go of it. it the child at this, the child's here. Someone's gotta take care of it, you know? Right. But, let's just talk about, he <laughs> threw money on her. He made he it like, right. Literally. On the baby mama. Yeah, what in the world? I just cannot believe that. Not only, and it wasn't even that much money, it was like $21 yeah. bills. Dr. Drew said, this is about enough
3: to buy formula for a couple of days. Right. And he's like, well I just got more where that comes from,
2: this is baby money, I got, I've been on my job for a while now. I'm like, he And then he goes, he has the audacity to go on and talk about how much his shoes cost. Oh, my phones cost $500. And, like, look how much my watch costs. And, meanwhile, he's not giving any money to the baby. Right. Like, he's buying money on those $500 shoes on that watch. He's not, like... That doesn't buy diapers. And
3: then he's talking about having a, a credit union account. Yeah. With
2: $3,200 in it cool. for the
3: kid. I don't know where what he was going with that. But whatever. You're going to need more. Where that came from. Yeah. And so at that point, she storms off the set. And it's just kind of awkward.
2: Yeah. What well, just made me really uncomfortable and just kind of I was just, ugh. I was just annoyed. You were irked at him. I was irked, but because because he was just waiting to do that. You know, right. he had that stack of money in his pocket, waiting to just throw it on her. It seemed a on little national planned. Television, he yeah, planned it was totally it. planned. He's not walking around with that many one dollar bills in his pocket. Maybe he is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she comes back on and just says, "See, this is what I'm talking about. He's disrespectful. He's he has ghetto. No home training. She calls him ghetto. And ratchet. Calls him ratchet." I mean that's Marissa's favorite word or engineer yeah. behind the booth. That is her favorite word. She can't deny it. She says it all the time. Anyways, enough about Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> but he was
3: he was acting a little bit ghetto. Um, but still, like I was happy to see his newfound confidence. Because I felt like he was a pushover. Is that the confidence whole though? Episode. Or is that just being immature? It's definitely being immature, but he stood up for himself for the first time. Ever. Yeah, and I like seeing that. Even though I mean, it's it makes for good TV,
2: but it's terrible to treat there you someone go. that way. Well, she needs to lighten up on that boy. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, what I'm most concerned about, I do think she needs to be a little more open to conversation right. with him. She can't completely block him out because at the end of the day, he is your baby daddy, and it only hurts the baby, and when it she does. does that. And you don't want the child to end up with no dad at all. But, and if he has thirty-two hundred dollars, you know that's something, right? That is something. What I was surprised to see was
3: Dr. Drew... Siding with Maurice is what it kind of was. It seemed like because he used words to describe Ariana like enraged, and you're you're so enraged. Are you going to get enraged again? It seems like he was being a little bit condescending to her. Yeah, I think he was too. So, but
2: she, I mean, at the same time, they were both being immature. They weren't having sitting down and having an open conversation about this. But at the same time, they haven't seen each other since the episode, right? So that that's a lot of things and a lot of aggression to talk about and get out. On national television. Like, I think they should have sat down before and kind of hashed out, you know, where are we in our relationship? What's going on? But, again, they're teenagers. That would be way too mature that to would do. Be. And Sorry, That would be. Sorry. I'm just so mature. That you know? didn't
3: happen one time <laughs> during the episode. So we just kind of saw that playing itself out again. Yeah. So good so, luck with those so, two.
2: you know, needless to say, I don't really know where their relationship is headed at this point. Didn't really end on a high note. Right. Uh, but we did see, get to see the little baby at the end, this oh, cute, cute little nugget. Cute little baby, <laughs> I
3: guess. I don't know. No, you don't like babies. I'm not a baby f- fanatic at all. All right,
2: well, um, so <laughs> we don't really know where they're going to go. They're not together now, but I do hope that he um, is able to get involved with the kid. I think we I, all hope that.
3: Yeah, and I hope that they're able to have a civil conversation. Yeah. At least one or
2: two. Yeah. Without and throwing I money. Think, and then when we did the recap, we talked about that, too, how they – you know, we kind of saw that coming. Right. Where they weren't going to have a mature, sit down and have a mature conversation about it. Um, but anyways, let's move on to Savannah. She was the second one we saw in the reunion. Um, and her mom is an alcoholic, severely alcoholic. Mm-hmm. She has a younger brother, Ben. Um, her baby daddy's name is Stone. And, um, throughout the episode when we had talked about it before, um, he never really, uh, liked her mom mm-hmm. and I think rightfully so you don't want because Savannah lives in the house with her mom who is a severe alcoholic right and I mean you don't want your newborn in that environment exactly
3: and when we watch the recap. Uh, Savannah, after watching it, was very upset. She yeah. cried, you know, a lot because it was a lot for her to deal with during the episode. And it was kind of a, a, "I told you so moment for Stone right. because he had been against her mom the whole time and saying, you know, I don't want my kid in that environment. And Savannah, it seems, has finally embraced the fact that her mother needs help and yeah. needs to clean up her act. And right. it, it was painful to watch her you know, and so much pain over watching the episode because she said that it was something she's hidden for so long. And now it's,
2: it's out in public, right? It's always hard to watch it back. And she definitely felt embarrassed. Um, and she even mentioned how she feels like on national television, the way she handled it with her mom probably wasn't the best way to confront her mom about her addiction to alcohol. And, uh, that, what do you think about that? I was thinking about that when we were watching it back, it's just like, wow, I wonder how her mom feels about being, Exposed essentially, I didn't on the like show. it. I didn't like it while watching it because I really hate
3: seeing a kid take a parent role, right? And, and they totally switched roles, even though mom, you know, was not playing her part. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like seeing Savannah have to parent her mother, it just didn't sit well with me the whole time. And so,
2: I think that she kind of looked back on that and felt the same way, yeah. And you can tell that she loves her mother and that her mother loves her. It's just, you know, this one thing that her mom can't get over. Um, and it sounds like it's something that she's still still trying to deal with, but it seems like she's involved in the life. Um, but let's talk about Stone for a, a little bit. He was there. Um, it seems like he was a little upset because he, well, first of all, they're not in a relationship as of now. Mm-hmm. It seems like he is more willing to get back together with her. Um, I think the episode was also really hard for him to watch because he had no idea that while um, they were broken up but trying to work things out, that Savannah was talking to other guys. Well, Stone was very – during the episode, he was very arrogant, Mm -hmm. kind of treated
3: her – he didn't treat her right, like, right. and she even said this: "You made me feel worthless." Mm-hmm. You called I well. He, she he called right, her he worthless. called her right. worthless and kind of treated her like she was nothing, right? And he even during the episode was out picking up chicks and posting on Instagram, and she had to talk with him about right. it. You know, like this is disrespectful. I'm the mother of your child. I'm pregnant. I ask you respect that. But what he didn't know was that she kind was of was doing, doing the same yes. thing.
2: And of course, he didn't bring that up on the reunion. He definitely played the victim role. I I felt like he didn't bring up anything that he did. He was just like, "Wow, I had no idea she was going out right and talking to other guys." And I don't even think he was justified in feeling like a victim considering the way that he totally. treated her. So. I agree. And um but so he was saying he wants to get back together, but she could not get over how he treated her during her pregnancy like you said. Um, calling her worthless, but she, she was really emotional about how she felt proud to be his baby mama, even though she is a teenager and giving up so much of her life to do that. Mm -hmm. And for her, for him to treat her so poorly, I think that's something she's still having a hard time getting over, which is why they're not together now.
3: I think it's definitely something that she's having a hard time getting over. And she, it doesn't seem like she is going to get over it because I think he asked her if, he, if she's dating someone else now
2: and, and it seems like she is. Yeah. So, um, but they're still trying to co-parent. Um, and like with all the other moms, Dr. Drew is asking them about what are they doing for birth control now or what would they say to, you know, teens out there that are watching. Um, and she just said that she never thought it would happen to her. Um, and obviously she's advocating that other people use birth control.
3: Right. Um, Savannah was definitely one of the more mature mothers that mm -hmm. we saw during this season. And, um, the fact that they know they have to be on the same page for the baby makes a lot of, um... Difference than all of the other couples that we saw today. Right. Like they seem to be, even though they had their differences, they seem to be trying to right. work towards. And
2: even when peace. we were watching, I looked over at you and I said, wow, she is so mature. She's handling this so well. Even when we were doing the flashbacks to the episode, because it has been a while since we saw it. Right. Um, and just how she's handling everything with her mother. And, you know, even that sit down with her and her mom in the kitchen, when she said, I thought we were in this together, she's like, wow, she is very well-spoken. And she's handling this with a lot of maturity and a lot of grace because it's really hard.
0: And I
3: think um, the so.
2: situation that she was in forced her yeah. to grow up
3: early. Like, her, she basically raised herself because her mother was an alcoholic throughout her childhood. And the one thing that she wanted most was that her mother clean up her act for her younger brother. Yeah. And so that just didn't happen. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And then they had the whole
2: calling your your the police on your mother thing. I mean, that's not an easy decision. Right. It's But at the end of the day, I feel like it might have been a wake-up call. Definitely. Mom, for, so.
3: for all parties involved, I think that they all, like, looking back at that episode, I think they all learned
2: a lot about themselves and each other. Right. And it was nice to see that Stone was there with bells and whistles. Right. Uh, we always love to see, you know, that support there from the And even when she was
3: crying, like, he put the hand on the leg, was very sentimental. right? right? And... I don't know. I want them to work it out because I I thought they were a cute couple. But. Yeah, I think
2: I think they will. You know, I don't see I don't see why that wouldn't happen. But you know, guess we'll they will have to do another reunion show. Right. Just have to follow them on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our third mom, Jordan. Um, she uh, she was the one with Eric, and they uh, were homeless for a little while. Mm-hmm. She lived with her parents, but he, they kicked Derek out. Um, and she kind of made the choice to leave with him. Right. Because it was either they were going to be together or not at all. Or, right. like, she wasn't going to be there.
3: Right. And so, in leaving, that ended up with them being homeless. Right. And looking for a place to stay the whole episode. And relying heavily on help from what ended up being a lady Tracy. named Tracy, who was Derek's dad's friend. Uh, and we saw her couch surfing and sleeping on floors throughout the episode. And after they you know show the clips she came back to her and she was very emotional, very emotional as well
2: crying and well it's got to be hard to look back on that time in your life knowing it was really hard especially you're not being able to take care of your baby um, being 100% reliant on other people um Kind of financially and for a home and for your bills and all this stuff. Um, So she said they ended up, they did move to Texas with his dad, Mm -hmm. um, but now they're having to move back to Maryland because um, Derek has a scholarship there to go to school and they don't want to lose that scholarship. Right. So, so again, they're gonna have to rely on family, friends for where they're gonna live. I think they're still trying to work that out. Right. She um, said that they actually are still relying heavily on other people. Right. But it seems like they're doing a lot better. She looks like, she looks great. She looks great. Um, and they do seem very appreciative. They don't seem like they're taking any of it for granted. Um, and, but she did say it. She's finding it very upsetting that she couldn't support her child by herself. And, um, but also very appreciative that people are stepping up to help. She's now on birth control. He was the one that never didn't like condoms. So she was like on and off with birth control, but was trying to switch, but hadn't at the time she got pregnant. He hated condoms. That's how they got pregnant. But now she's back on birth control and is about to switch and she's breastfeeding or something. Um, but hopefully, you know, now he'll like start to use condoms. Well,
3: he said that condoms are a lot like punishment. They feel like punishment. Yeah.
2: And he said now it feels like punishment, especially to have a baby. Um, but Dr. Drew, I don't know. You know, he, he just suggested that the men practice using condoms so that they know how to use it. When that time comes around. So thanks Doctor Drew for for that little bit of info. I was glad to see them still
3: together though. They were definitely a couple I thought would make it through all of it. Yeah. Because I mean she did take a big step in leaving her family when they kicked totally. him out. So that forced them to rely heavily on yeah. each other.
2: And at the time I got admit when I um You know, saw the episode and saw what was going on. I was just like, it's not smart for her to leave this house. I was kind of upset about that. But now that I'm seeing where they are, they say the baby's happy and healthy. Everything's fine. And they're together and stronger than ever, it seems. And it seems
3: like she's also patching up the relationship with her parents. They've Mm. seen the baby and seen pictures. They're still not on the best of terms. but
2: Right. I think it's a slow process, but hopefully they'll get there. And, you know, because at the end of the day, family's all you got, you know. I know. So, um, let's move on to Summer and DJ. Um, So, DJ is... (laughs) They they, were the sweetest couple. They are the southern
3: peaches. Okay, so
2: (laughs) full disclosure, during this episode, Sterling was like, what are they saying? And it totally brought my southern out. I even, like, turned to you and I was... More southern than well, I have been to, moves out here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like,
3: cause I, I remember watching it and my, just being super happy to hear southerners cause they're right. so genuine. Like,
2: R- right. I love southerners. But even for me watching this, I had to read the captions. I, cause I was thinking I was missing stuff on right. what they were saying. Um, but anyways, other than their accents. Other than their accents. <laughs> other than their accents. <laughs> um, so he, they talk about a little bit how mm. they had gotten in an argument. He invited another girl over to the house where they both live, and um, this is a cheated, most and, dysfunctional and cheating story. Cheated, yeah, and cheated <laughs> on her was you know in their own home. She comes home while they were leaving him in this woman she
3: comes home and the girl has on his His jacket jacket. with
2: nothing on underneath
3: and she's like i don't know why i didn't think that there was something weird about this situation i just wanted her to take off his jacket jacket. yeah i was
2: like okay and then she's like but i don't got anything on under it (laughs) (laughs) i was like exactly (laughs) what she said and but anyway so she takes it off and then is like walking through his mom or is it her mom's i don't know which. i think it was their house actually yeah and um it, anyway, it's the house that they're raising their child in, mm-hmm. and just her bra, and then she's like, okay, can you put a shirt on, please? Oh God. And but And anyway. walking
3: all the way home in her bra. But it was <laughs> so weird because Summer told this story with a
2: smile. Yeah, well, you know, people do that when they're uncomfortable. Right. Just kind of like how people, when they're uncomfortable or they're about to cry, they laugh or, you know laugh when they feel awkward. She or something was like that. laughing through the pain because that eventually turned to tears. Tears, exactly. And I think she was just trying to hide it. She's on national TV, um, and that just might be her response to those sorts of situations. Right. DJ, he apparently has apologized
3: millions of times, right? And uh, he seemed very apologetic during the episode, knowing that he screwed up. I remember reading about this when the episode happened, and he said that he cheated only because he thought that she was cheating. So I don't really yeah. know how you justify cheating. Don't they all say that, but uh, it <sighs> seems like he's trying to do better, and right. she wants to forgive him, right? But I don't know that she has yet.
2: I, I think she's still working through it, but regardless, they're still together. Um, her mom still has the drug problems. Um, they mentioned, well, she was supposed to be there today. She didn't show up, um, but that was pretty much all they really talked about that. Um, but he did mention that the baby makes him feel like he has a purpose in life. Um, and I think that he does feel bad about cheating on her um but i hope they work it out and they seem like they kind of get along they seem like they have some sort of connection that's keeping them together i think it's
3: because she's so sweet and mild she's mannered she's so sweet and it just wants to be a forgiving person right. and i think dr drew, drew also called her a very forgiving person yeah he
2: said that several times like even He's like, like wow you're very forgiving right even
3: yeah. with her mom like her mom she was like you can't you can't trust her you can't depend on her she, you can't depend on her for anything which was like a sad sort of afterthought when you're thinking about your mom.
2: Yeah, it's just I feel like it's just all of these things are aspects of her life that she's just come to terms she's with. And she's them. just still dea- and she's just dealing with it. And really that takes that sometimes that's harder than, you know, holding a grudge or whatever it is. Right. Especially when a baby is in the picture.
3: Like you don't have time for holding grudges. Totally. You have to raise that kid.
2: Yeah. Alright, let's move on to Autumn. Her and Dustin is the one who is a big weed smoker. Yeah. And it, Autumn hates it. He said, I smoke weed every day. All, all day. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and he's still doing it, even though Autumn absolutely hates it. Right. Um, but she says that things are better. They are still together, um, but they've been on and off. Um, he has two jobs, but he has cheated on her twice. And during and that was even after the baby was born. That was
3: a little weird because I I wasn't sure if it was two or three times. Yeah, it seems I wasn't like it was, sure if
2: it was like twice before the baby and then another time after the right. baby. Um, but they did say two times, so I'm assuming it was right. somewhere in there. But regardless, it was even after the baby was born. Oddly enough, they have
3: broken up twice already or a few times. Yeah, but they are together now, trying to work through all of these discrepancies. And he d- he never really said why he cheated. Um, but apparently they knew the girl or she knew the girl that they cheated with. They had all hung out together and everything. And, and so that was kind of awkward. But what was also awkward was that she told this story with a smile Yeah. and Dr. Drew made a lot of them did that. And she, but she said that this is a, you know, I'm going to kick you in the butt smile. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. But he lives at her house. He's still smoking, says he doesn't smoke around her. Um, and that was pretty much it with them. He threatened to leave, or she threatened to leave if he got caught
3: smoking. If yeah, he but, him but smoking. he just told her that right. he smokes every day, all Which day. Which
2: makes no sense. And he, she had mentioned that he had. she had looked through his phone, and he had plans to go smoke and hook up with this other girl. So, I mean, I that relationship isn't the healthiest. I had no idea I, why she just, was still with him. Or, I think it's for the baby. I really do. Right. Even though he kind of seems...
3: Not helpful. He seems like he's going to do what he wants to do regardless. Right. And she still hasn't really figured that
2: out yet. I completely agree. All right, let's move on to Courtney and Scott. Um, They're the ones who decided to remain abstinent. Um, she was, that was kind of her plan before they got pregnant. And then she was very Christian, right? Ended up having sex, regretting
3: it greatly and tried to go back to her Christian roots during the episode, which caused the rift in their relationship. And Scott was kind of not on board with it. Cause it's like, you can't have sex and then cut it off for guys. It's a lot harder. Right.
2: But yeah, so he did say, I'm, I'm dealing with it just as any other guy would. Um, but he, he was like, but. I like her, so I'm going to stick in. with. And they have a baby. So, I mean, he has a lot to stick with here. Um, They are still together. She talked a lot about um, missing normal stuff that teenagers do. Mm -hmm. And um, that's also a good point for all the viewers to see that, you know, your life does change very drastically when you get pregnant.
3: Right. But they are very sweet to each other, and it seems like they are working through most things. He mentioned that. Also, that he didn't realize how expensive babies are. And Mm -hmm. as they get older, they only get more expensive. And a lot of the fights that they have now are over money. Right. um, Which seems pretty normal. yeah.
2: And she's kind of spent her life going through these procedures for um, her cleft lip. And uh, now the baby has the same problem, Mm -hmm. but it, they did say it is a very, very minor problem and, um, he'll be getting his first surgery for it, um, soon. Right. So, um, that's happening. So we, you know, hope everything with that goes well. And, um, it doesn't sound like it's going to be as severe as hers. No, it's definitely a minor. Right. So that's good. They're getting, they're getting it taken care of, but the hard part is, is that, it's considered a cosmetic surgery now instead of a necessary one, so insurance won't cover it completely. And they have no idea they, what they have to pay for it. Right. They just have to get the surgery and get the bill for it. Right. And they're already struggling financially, you know, as most team teen, teen parents do. Right. So it's, I mean, you, I mean, you think about all the normal stuff you have to buy: diapers, you know, wipes, food, formula, all this stuff you think about all that but you never really think well what if the baby has health defects or what if you know all these other health payments that you have to make on in addition to all the normal stuff that you have to buy so that's just additional stress
3: but it seems like they're managing it pretty well and so I'm kind of looking forward to what they get into as adults and I mean it seems like they have a pretty solid foundation so far so I think
2: they'll be good. Yeah, I agree. And it seems like her family is kind of, uh, you know, um, accustomed to having to deal with some of these health issues right. since it's hereditarian. That's the whole thing. All right. Let's get into Melina and Trevor. Um, sh- so during the episode, her mom was incarcerated. Um, she's been in rehab, but she just got out. Um, it's, it's, she said the last week. So she was in rehab, met a boyfriend and, um, that she met in rehab, which is totally, not allowed. Right. You're not supposed to be in any sort of romantic relationships with people in rehab with you. Because um, I think that's just a huge distraction. Right. But anyway, um, her boyfriend, her mom's boyfriend had passed away. On her birthday. On her mom's birthday. Right. So... She drama. says that her mom, yeah, so that's, you know, that's a lot, especially for someone who is getting over addictions and rehab and that whole thing. Um, so she's, de- uh, so Melina's definitely scared that her mom will relapse. She says she's in a good place right now going to meetings. Um, so I think they're just keeping a close eye on her right. as far as that goes. And then there was Trevor's mom who Melina, throughout the episode, fought with a lot because
3: Melina didn't trust Trevor's mom to be around the right. baby. She was emotionally unstable, but it, now it te- seems like she has another condition where it's, it's like, like a t- vein. A head trauma. Yeah, in yeah. her head, and she's taking seizure medicines and all kind of other medicines, but it seems like she's doing a lot better, and Melina, and their relationship is a lot better, right. because Melina is helping her manage the medicines that she has to take. So that was definitely a positive.
2: Yeah, it was nice to see that kind of they're making some progress with their health, with their relationship. Um, They mentioned that co-parenting is weird since they're just friends, but it looks like they're working on getting back together, but they're taking it slow
3: they were holding hands dr drew asked them if they were hooking up and she said yeah yeah
2: they just don't have the title yet right but uh i think they're taking things slower getting back into it right and she has implantin which is the three year it's like in your arm Arm implant birth control right which is yeah sounds Sounds invasive but seems popular i mean but i mean when you're gonna continue to be sexually active and you already have a child it seems probably like the best thing to do at that point right all right, let's get into Maddie. So she hasn't talked to Cody since the episode. Um he had also asked for a DNA test, but he won't pay for it. Right. And she doesn't have any money. Yeah. Um and he, she lives with her father. Um and he this Cody character had gotten another girl pregnant who he's currently dating. He's um currently dating this girl. Um but he got the girl he's currently dating pregnant two around months. The same time. Yeah, around the same time. It was two months before he got Maddie pregnant, but he didn't know, apparently. Well, what was what weird
3: about them is that they hadn't even gone on a date before
2: Right, they had gotten pregnant, which was weird. Yeah, they just
3: like, they didn't know each other. It was, like a one-night stand type Right, thing. and so that definitely showed in this Recap that they don't know each. Uh, they other. They don't know each other. They don't have any feelings whatsoever for each other, and it's just complete dysfunction all the way around. Right. And so Maddie was super emotional because she feels guilty because she wants her her kid to have a dad. Right. And uh, and at this point, he doesn't.
2: Right. And this guy Cody is only concerned with the DNA test. I mean, I can see this because it was a one night stand. They didn't know each other. He didn't. He doesn't know if she was being sexually active with any other anyone else. Um, which, you know, very well could have been the case. Right. Um, so to, for him to want a DNA test isn't crazy. As, whereas Maurice, they had been dating, she, it was like a thi- they were a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a little different because they didn't even really know each other. Um, so I can see that. I don't understand why, if this is the only thing he's concerned with, cause he's not being supportive right now at all. Um, and he, he said, he, he says he will be once he knows for sure the baby's his. Okay, I can see that. If you want a DNA test that bad, you should pay for it. Yes and no. Because she can't afford it. She She's can't. already had the baby. She's already financially supporting this baby. I can kind of see what Dr. Drew is saying about them splitting it and then him, him paying for the whole thing if it's, in fact, his.
3: And that's the resolution that they reached on the show, which is progress, even though it's, it didn't seem like they would stick to it. Right. But they kind of... She did. didn't seem 100%... Into it. Because she was like, he doesn't stick to his word at all. So why would I believe, you know, anything that he says? I think she feels like she's going to get shafted and have to pay for everything anyways. Right. So, because that's just kind of
2: been the nature of everything up to this point. Right. And if in her heart she knows, like, if she hadn't been hooking up with anyone else, like, she said she wasn't. She said she didn't plan this one thing to happen but I don't think she was hooking up with anyone else. So she doesn't feel like she needs to pay for it. Cause she knows 100% that it's Cody's. Right. But, um, if she wants to so sure. get
3: some sort of support for that baby, she's going to have to bite the bullet and yeah. get a DNA test. Cause in the
2: long run, it'd be worth it. Right. And it's sad that it comes to that, but what right. are you going to do. I know. All right. Well then the next, the next part of the episode, they bring out Savon, Carly, Aaliyah, and Jasmine all together. Um, and they just kind of briefly go through these last four. Um, so we'll just talk about them each really quickly. Um, Savon, her and Maui, who isn't the baby daddy, but they were kind of talking, um, while she was pregnant. Um, They're still close friends, not really sure if that's going to lead anywhere, but it seems like since he's sticking around, he might want it to. It doesn't seem like she has
3: any interest in him whatsoever, and I remember when you and I were talking about it, we were on Team
2: Maui, he seems like a perfect catch, but she's just not feeling it. I think she's, honestly, I think she's traumatized by this whole experience about, because she's just so, her demeanor is just like... I never want to be in a relationship again that's what it would seem like
3: until we hear from her aunt who's sitting in the audience and she's like okay well I went on vacation for three weeks and I know that boy came around right her baby daddy daddy came
2: back around who never responded to first of all I just want to remind everyone he Mm -hmm. never responded to her text messages that said she was pregnant all this stuff so he was never there and the fact that now he is post show but only when the aunt's gone right Right. it's something very fishy
3: about the situation and so Yvonne was not denying anything while while she's being put on the spot. I don't know if that's just her nature or if she knows that something is going on. Right. I feel like that's her
2: nature, but also we don't know if she was, because when the aunt said, I think they did hook up, I mean, she didn't really say anything to deny it. So we don't, we don't really know. Well, then Eli, it turns out, also has six kids. Yeah. 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 Well, Yvonne said, yeah, I think he has like three kids and the aunt's like, no, No. he at least has seven kids by different people. So, regardless, we don't really know what's going on there, but Savannah was saying she's not looking for a relationship. She's not looking to be sexually active anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's talk about Carly. She has twins. She's living with Tony in a townhome, so they have their own place now, which is really great to see. Um, she said that he's working full time. Um, her mom was a little worried about her, as, you know, most moms Probably would be. Um, but everything's going pretty well. Right. It's they like, were
3: pretty brief. I think they were the briefest they, recap really brief, on this episode.
2: Really the moral of that story is they're doing great. they Babies are good. They're good. He's got a full-time job. They have their own place. You know, they're like real people now. <laughs> so <laughs> and let's talk about Aaliyah. Uh-huh. Um, she started off just, to, well, she talked a lot about um, how she was concerned about How there's a lot of teen pregnancy because teens don't have the education about birth control that they need. Um, She also has the implant in in her arm, which is the three-year thing, but the three-year birth control. But she also talked about her diabetes and how it is a health risk not only on herself but during giving birth uh, can really mess up the baby as far as the sugar levels and the blood pressure and all this stuff. Um, So Sean is thinking about getting a vasectomy after her birth control is up in three years. Right. Um, she was
3: very emotional um, during this episode. And she also was one of the more mature mothers that we saw this season. Um, what What was interesting was that she, Sean was considering a vasectomy at such a young age. Like, they're only in their teens. Yeah. But she's like, if I have another kid, I foresee my organs failing on me, right. a kidney or a liver or that's, something. And that's got
2: to be really hard. Because even if she did want kids, she does have these health risks that are bad for her and for the baby. Um, we're running out of time here, so let's just talk about Jasmine really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she does not talk to Dell anymore. He's not inviv- involved, doesn't provide any financial support. The only thing she's heard from him is he knocked on the door and threw a bag of diapers there. They were completely the wrong size, not helpful. Um, but she says she is talking to someone and taking it slow. And that was pretty much...
3: She definitely learned her lesson, I think, from yeah. from all of it. So it's good to see that she wasn't a positive space because during the episode she was definitely feeling regret. Yeah.
2: And she looked grown. She, she looked, looked like good. a grown woman. Yeah, yeah, she did. She looked good. Um, so yeah, that was it from our uh, 12 moms that we've recapped this whole season. Um, it's been a great season five. It's really nice to see where, where they all are now. Um, it seems like they're all doing pretty well for the most part. I'm for glad the to the see that part. all the babies are happy and healthy. And at the end of the day, that's really what matters. Right. We just need everyone to step up. Stop arguing. And stop arguing. And wrap it up. Yeah. We're kind of. wrap it up. Be safe. <laughs> you know, get that birth control. I cannot believe 1,500 teens get pregnant a every day. day. That's crazy to me. That'll All right, Tiffany, crazy. where can the people find you? You can find me
3: on Twitter at Tiff's Tweets, T I F F C T W E E T Z.
2: And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sterling Gates. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us for season five, 16 and pregnant.